Welcome to the second part of the uh, BGB Group Big Gold Belt Podcast programming this week. Uh, this was meant to be a Wrestle Kingdom 10 review episode, but there's been a lot of circumstantial news coming out in the wrestling world in the past 24 hours, so we have a state of emergency podcast, and we're going to lead it off with another edition of the Cena Monster Files. Mr. D. Wayne. another edition of the Cena Monster Files. Well, as we know, the man is hurt. Apparently, John Cena has a shoulder injury. He's out for a pretty lengthy period of time that's forcing him to miss the Royal Rumble as well as possibly WrestleMania. Well, guess what? In this case, WWE, welcome to the Cena Monster. You see, let's be real. John Cena is the moneymaker of WWE. Without him, what are you going to do? I mean, it forces creative to, you know, devote time to other talent. But truly, is that what they really want to do? No, it's not. All this does is put pressure, pressure on creative to do something new. And, and apparently and unfortunately, they're not going to. Because one, if John Cena misses WrestleMania, think about the kids that he will hurt. Two, not only that, he's basically your biggest draw. I mean, think about it. Not only is he... You know, children in the younger age group to star in movies. And once that happens, guess what? A bigger draw. And for him to miss perhaps the biggest event of the year, it's an epic fail. Epic fail on WWE's part to better prepare for this moment. So, WWE. You are a victim of the Cena monster. I hope you're prepared for this. I mean, hey, you have Roman Reigns in this place. It's a good-looking fella, but, I mean, that's it. So who else? You better act fast, because if you don't, you're going to have a lot of mad WrestleMania-goers. This is Dwayne signing out. And that was another edition of the Cena Monster Files, definitely the most depressing edition yet um, for those long-term listeners of our uh, podcast. But thank you, Mr. D. Wayne, for that. We have him for a few more minutes, so we wanted to lead with that. He has to check out here soon. But um, we have everyone here except Dr. M in the house. We'll go ahead and bring the rest of the crew in. You guys just heard D. Wayne. We also have Mr. Silly Sellis making his return to the podcast. Haven't talked to you in a while. How was your new year? 
Uh, New Year was great. Uh, very busy. Wife had a birthday, so I had to celebrate that. So, unfortunately, when we were supposed to record that Monday, she was, you know, wanting card time as a post-weekend of her birthday. But glad to be back here. Happy New Year to everybody. And, and what an interesting way to start the year. Yeah, I would certainly say so, man. Uh, Mr. Two James, how's it going? Not bad. Not bad. Yourself? Doing okay, man. We, uh, You and I have been watching a lot of New Japan wrestling, and we're going to get to that. Yes, uh, later in the podcast for sure um well i guess we'll just get right to it so we it's it's, it's ironic in a way we just did our big 2016 predictions episode and a lot of our predictions kind of hinged on john cena being a big part of the main event for the calendar year but uh as has been kind of reported throughout the internet and again the timeline is not official because the surgery just happened today but Essentially, John Cena has a torn rotator cuff, and I've also heard reports of a torn labrum in addition to that. And we're hearing six to nine months. Um, I can't imagine, although he is Super Cena at 38 years old, that he is going to heal by April 3rd, 2016 with the surgery that he just had. So for all intents and purposes, we have no John Cena at WrestleMania, coupled with we have no seemingly no Randy Orton, no Seth Rollins, no Cesaro. And D-Wayne, I want to get your take on this because I know you have to leave soon. <laughs> Did you see who else was hurt today, D-Wayne? Um, it's, it's, who else was hurt? <laughs> he doesn't know. Okay. Do you want to tell him or do you no. want me to? Mm-mm-mm. Because the, the last thing I saw was Roman Reigns was replacing um, John Cena on the um, tour. Yeah, no, that make, that's yeah. what I would expect. No, uh, two chambers, you want to tell him or you want me to tell him? Yeah, I, I'm afraid that... Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm, afraid if you, I'm afraid if you pre-ordered your Sasha Banks Club shirts that there would be no reason to wear it because Alexis said she's, she's going to be on the bench. How, 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 how long are we talking? We don't... No, like, no, it's not... All that's come out is that she has been off since the 28th of December with an undisclosed injury. So, like, yeah, it's not yeah. serious, but it did come out that she's hurt right now. Yeah. Which, uh, which is fine like, because it's not like she needs to be the focus right now. Becky Lynch and Charlotte are the focus right now. As long as she's there for WrestleMania. Because she deserves her belt. <laughs> she's waiting for her. I was talking to Chu James before we went on, and I was like, I wonder if, wonder if D-Wayne knows yet. And he's like, I bet he doesn't. Oh, man. It's just been not good, though, man. The the injury bug, and coupled with, you know, they're trying to push kind of a cagey, champ, a cagey top babyface champion, especially now that Cena's gone. You have to make Roman Reigns your top babyface. What... I guess we can we can kind of go about it like this. Let's fantasy book WrestleMania via the Royal Rumble. Who who is the deck of cards we have to work with? Brock Lesnar, Triple H, Brock, the Wyatt family, the Wyatts, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns. I guess you're about to say Chris Jericho. I mean, I think you can assume Jericho because he's back on house shows now too. Mm-hmm. And it's. I, if he wasn't planning on staying before, they should throw a truckload of money at him and ask him to stay a bit longer, you know? <laughs> They're going to need the star power. Um, who else are we missing? Celis? Of hey. course you got the New Day in there, too. New Day? The Rock, maybe? I mean, hopefully The Rock's wrestling now. 
the Bullet Club. <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to ask you guys. Like, I could easily see AJ being put on WrestleMania because he already has the name recognition. It's not like you have to do a lot of a lot of ground building for him like you would for Nakamura with an American audience. Like, I know we know Nakamura and we love Nakamura, but little 10-year-old Johnny doesn't know Shinsuke Nakamura. So I don't think you can put it's, Nakamura right on right on WrestleMania right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you could face the Bullet Club and have one person of the Bullet Club face one major person to make a big splash for the Bullet Club. If they even are a stable, like maybe they're not even going to be a thing. I think you have to. Because I don't think somebody like Luke Gallows will be able to do good by himself again in WWE. He was always good with Festus when he was Luke Gallows with uh, the Straight Edge Society, you know. Whatever you want to have it, I think they need to bring this whole stable in. You know what I wish, uh, and I'm going to say this to you too, James, because you watch Wrestle Kingdom. You saw the match with Doc Gallows and Carl uh, Anderson, right? Yeah. It's really too bad that WWE's TV PG because they were fantastic, being anything but PG in that match. I, I was saying that the whole match. I oh was my! Like, love, I love how the mic picks up everything on here, and uh, and not only just for the sake of. Uh, they're all rated mouse, but because of the fact that they make <laughs> references to other wrestlers. Yeah, well, he was talking about that he was like the Undertaker because it was like what eight straight Wrestle Kingdoms for the machine. Right, gun. right, right. Yeah, as soon as he walked out, yep. But and then during the match too, he picked up. He was saying stuff. So and he had the uh, the Finn Balor themed wrestling trunks on. Absolutely. Absolutely amazing. With the demon teeth and stuff. Right. It was right. cool. Was, I, I like that. Um. Okay, so just to review, and I, we didn't say the Undertaker yet, but just to review, the kind of the major cards they have to play here are the Undertaker, the Rock, maybe if he can wrestle. Like God, I would certainly hope so at this point. Um, Triple H, Roman Reigns, the New Day, Ambrose, um, KO, Jericho. I feel like that's not enough. And it's not, it's not. So what do you, like, I mean, you could put AJ on there and like, I kind of equate him at this point to the same level as like a Kevin Owens. Like he's not a main I eventer did in you, WWE. Did you mention uh, Triple H? I did. I did. Okay. Like, well, it would have been awesome to have Steve Austin, you know, like he'd been talking about. If you had Steve Austin and Brock, this wouldn't be an issue because that's still mega huge. Nah, it wouldn't be an issue. But unfortunately, we don't have. So now we have to deal with it. But here's my thing this is finally a man that you can say you can really self breed your own talent. That's and make the thing. them have mega matches. And I think that's going to make it a great thing about Mania. Like, hence, hence what happened on Monday night. Who would have thought that in Royal Bumble history, I don't know if they did this before, and I doubt it, that you would put the title up at the Rumble? I they thought did. that was excellent. No, that's going to be one tremendous. time before, and that was one time when before. Wick, yeah, when Wick Flair. Well, no, it was not, it was the '92 Rumble, but it was because the title was vacated. It wasn't like yeah. a champion was defending it. So this is a little bit new. We've never yeah. seen this before. Yeah. So think about how many storylines you can create within that match that can head to Mania. And it's all because everybody's trying to fight for the WWE title. You might have these little subplots that you can breed your own talent. And I, I, I'm actually excited yeah. about this Mania 32, about that. You know, I'm out of Yeah, but I mean, I agree. I mean, and, but the only thing is, if that's all you're going to base storylines off of, 
is the drama within the Rumble, then, you know, I'm not so much of a fan of it because you're, you're going to shove down feuds down our throats. And uh, we're just going to be willing to accept that these two people hate each other because one person eliminated the other. True, but the, the little bit of a twist on it, like, yeah, it's kind of always been built on this vague, like, you you offended me by knocking me out of mm-hmm. the Rumble, but now it's like, you cost me the title. Right, exactly. So, so it's a little, I get what you're saying, but it, I think... Here, here's where I see it going. Whoever Bray Wyatt's matches with, I think the Wyatt family unfairly takes that person out if and when Bray gets eliminated somehow. Right. Have the family come back. Like, I'll be interested to see how Braun Strowman gets eliminated. That in itself will be a big moment in the Rumble because yeah. all four guys of the Wyatt family are in there. I think however the authority can screw over Roman Reigns – that will be you know part of the build to Triple H Roman Reigns because that's like the only thing that's certain about WrestleMania is that we're going to get that match. And don't forget about the League of Nations also being a stable that can um, make some uh, records within the Rumble. Absolutely. As as, um, and you know even if it's them four versus the Wise, I mean it's a lot of little implications that could come about. But you know, I would really like that we'll match too. See. I would like to see League of Nations versus the New Day. Honestly, I would say make the New Day turn face for a semi-second. You know, if you want to have that, I think that could be entertaining. Could be. Another thing, too, to look for, you know, you kind of had the um, the tension between Jericho and Dean Ambrose, you know, at Night of Champions yeah, and Jericho. Yeah, like, maybe you kind of see, like see that flare up again because I – I think mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose would be the best opponent for Chris Jericho right now. That's a that's a cool match, a match yeah. that I could get behind. Um, so, kind of going from there, why don't we why don't we work from the top down? I think I guess maybe maybe I'm alone here, but I think we can agree that Roman Reigns will not retain the title in the Rumble. Like he has to get screwed over by the Authority, right? Not quite. I don't know. No. After. After what happened on Raw, I just I, I I'm not surprised by anything now. I and agree, I, but don't you don't you see some backlash if it's just like another improbable Roman Reigns? They're just going to turn him into Cena again. Yeah, but he might lose it at Fastlane though, just to make it interesting for people to want to watch Fastlane. It's always a new way Vince can try to screw up Roman Reigns in process to you know WrestleMania. See, and I I see him getting his rematch clause at Fastlane. <laughs> and and being screwed over again, like you have to build, you have to build some sympathy for Roman Reigns. Like he can't just be knocking Vince out and knocking Stephanie off the ropes. Everybody. Like he has to, he has to eat some crow at some point, and then fans will want to get behind the babyface for the chase towards avenging whatever happened to him. Like I really think Roman Reigns has to not have the title in this match. I really, but really didn't he do. already do the chase though? I don't think not all the way yet because right now all he's doing is killing the McMahons one by one. Right. Right now uh, he almost looks like the heel in a lot of ways. Like I, I'm just saying it's a tightrope they're walking with him. I really, really, really think he needs to not have the title and he needs to get screwed over because then you like the Roman Reigns Triple H match is already big on its own. You know I think that they've built it quite nicely thus far, but. Uh-huh. Why not do that match and then have some other match be built up meaningfully with the title in addition to that? And not, I think they just need to spread their butter a little bit better than than that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. So I, I guess, like, do do you guys think Roman Reigns goes into Mania as champion, or do you think? No, no, 
It's 50-50. It's 50-50 in my opinion. Because if that's the case, don't you think you need to get somebody else hot, some heel hot with the title? Other than Triple H, which makes perfect sense for Triple H to be, who else? And maybe Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. I'm just thinking somebody, somebody else. Brock's not a heel. Possibly that might sneak there. Brock Lesnar, or you have, or you have the Wyatt family screw over Brock. Bray Wyatt and Brock makes a good deal of sense to do too. Yeah, we. I think I think we kind of alluded to that before. I, we did. I, I can see that as well. But would Brock lose? I mean, against Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, that means Bray Wyatt would go zero for three at WrestleMania. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of expect Bray Wyatt to put over somebody at WrestleMania again. I'm sorry. But then what are you doing with his character then? I mean, to me, you're you're building it up and then killing it. Building it up and then killing it. Make his family bigger and then killing it again. I, I think you're hurting his character. Well, look what he did over the past year. He put Ryback over a little bit. He put over Roman a little bit. He put he over... Um, he put over... Was that last year he put over Jericho or this year? That was last year. Um, he put over The Undertaker twice. He... Yeah. Um, who did they just feud with recently? Have they been actually feuding with anybody in particular? Um, who did they feud with? Uh, did he the, have the, a match at TLC? Boys. Yeah, they put over the... Well, no, the Dudley boys put over them, but gosh, if they had to put over the Dudleys, I don't know what's going on with Bray Wyatt. Um, he's kind of like been this mechanism to put people over until they're ready to actually buy in. And Sorry, folks, now's the time to buy in on somebody. You need to make another main eventer that isn't already a full-fledged main eventer. It has to happen. I- I had the perfect person. Go for it. You're gonna say Cody Rhodes, aren't you? The return of Cody Rhodes. It's not gonna happen. The return of Cody Rhodes. Not now. Now more than ever, Cody Rhodes in this session. Um, I'm gonna have to stick together. I mean, I'm sorry, Stardust in this session because of um, of Connor's injury now. Yep. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Ascension. You're just gonna have to go to the back of the bus a little bit, but you know. I mean, Cody, I think he can make a return if, if possible. Yeah, but, no, like, but you're not yeah, going to put Cody Rhodes in a main event at WrestleMania. Like, it's not going to happen. Not not with um, this short notice. You need to look to the upper right. mid card. Mm. Like, who's in the upper mid card that you think they're ready for? Like, I say Kevin Owens, but I don't think they say Kevin Owens. I don't think they're ready to pull the trigger. I don't either. I agree. Like, Del Rio has completely fallen flat once again. Like, how do you bring somebody... You did. And how do they bring someone back in that hot and then just completely kill his momentum with Mex America? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, we're, we're done seeing Kane in the big show in that spot. Mark Henry's been created to be a shell of himself over the past two years. I'm going to say what I always say here, folks. The time to bring Finn Balor up to the main roster is now. And Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn. Especially if you have some of the New Japan guys coming in to carry the NXT brand and maybe Hideo Itami is ready to come back. I don't know. And then my other question is, what do you do with The Undertaker now? Because, like, Undertaker and Cena was, like, the main event that they kind of had penciled in. 
And, like, he was, I feel, John Cena, and we said this on the last episode, was the only credible opponent left for The Undertaker, considering there's no streak. Because, like, when you had the streak, like, anybody could go up against Taker, and it kind of makes sense because they all want to try and take the streak down. But now that that's not there, like, and John Cena's not going to work him, which was kind of like a dream match on paper. Like, who does Taker work that makes sense? Like, I know on the last episode, too, James, you said AJ Styles could be a fun to work against Taker at some point. Are you no, Sella said that. Oh, Sella said that, okay. I'm all for it. The most dangerous wrestler out there, you do not want him near The Undertaker. I said if The Undertaker wrestles, I mean, if AJ Styles wrestles, it has to be somebody that is um, pretty, stays away from dangerous bumps, like Kofi Kingston, Bray Wyatt, um, or um, uh, Kevin Owens, but you know what I'm saying? You do not put your grandfather against AJ Styles. I don't even know. At all. I don't understand even physically if Taker could take a Styles clash. No way. He's, he's done. He's, he's definitely lipping off after that. Yeah. <laughs> How about AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar? I, I think that's even worse. I don't think it could work size-wise. I think, like, it just wouldn't be credible. Like, I don't know. Like, guys I would love to see AJ work would be, at some point, John Cena. That would be a ton of fun. You know, a Sami Zayn. Hold on, hold on. He, he, he can't wrestle Brock Lesnar, but he can wrestle John Cena? Yes. John Cena. <laughs> yeah, but Brock Lesnar is a mountain of a man. Like, it's weird enough that they had Rollins go up against him. This is the problem with Brock Lesnar, is that nobody looks credible enough next to him except for Cena and Taker right now. Uh, Brock, I mean, John Cena is a huge guy. I, I'd be interested to see how big of a difference they are next to each other. John Cena and Brock are right, both huge, and like, and John Cena just looks to be getting bigger and bigger. But yeah, I, I, I get your point. Doug. Maybe that's part of the problem with his shoulder injuries. Like he's carrying around so much frame. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if uh, speaking of that, I wonder if Batista makes an appearance at the Rumble. He, I, I, I just it. heard he booked another movie. Like, I don't think he has the time. Uh, Plus, when you're his age, you're like, you're, what is he, late 40s or whatever? Like, you're going to go make millions of dollars being on a movie set, or you're going to go get beat up on the road four days a week? Like, I don't know. It's amazing yeah. to me that The Rock still comes back. He must really love it. But let me ask this question. Just speaking back on injuries, though, do you guys feel shoulder injuries are becoming more worse than ACLs? No way. In wrestling, it seems like it. I mean, unless unless you're talking... I mean, anything with ligaments is just bad, no matter if it's Tommy John or um, ACL, MCL. Like, all that is just... It's straight down to book the same injury, just a different part of the body. Um, As far as the popularity of them, um, there's nothing worse than the ACL. That's probably... I mean, look, uh, Peanut Tillman just caught one. Yep, I saw that. That's huge for you guys, man. Wait, seriously? Right. Yeah. yeah. So and he's, I, I he's done he for the year? Hurt every year. He, well, that's I what th- I was. Is he's done for the year then? Yeah. Can I yep. tell y'all something? If y'all ever watch a Panthers game and you ever see Thomas 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 Davis look at somebody with concern, it's doubt for the year. <laughs> because if anybody knows about an ACL <laughs> injury, it's him. Well, right. Right. It was funny. Yeah, three times, right? Yeah, it's funny. I was talking with my wife about because she was, you know, miserable about the Packers the other night, and I said, you know, the Panthers look good, but they got Peanut Tillman as this one of their starting corners. Like, 
that's that's one injury away from having a hole on defense that you can pass on. So we we got Cortland Finn again. So Peanut was kind of playing between uh, 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 the Y and the Z. He was never really. I mean, you got Norman at the X position. So. Yeah, but I wouldn't put much stock in Cortland Finnegan because he's one, he's one fight away from getting kicked out the game. <laughs> yep, yep. And now with Norman is the head honcho of the fights, <laughs> it's a liability all the way around. So yeah, yeah. But back back to wrestling, though. I think uh, when it comes to the Undertaker, you have to put my man Sting back in this match. Yeah, but he's, he's hurt. He's like gonna go under the knife too. Uh, Don't you think they're regretting now having him wrestle in September in the wrong city in Texas? Right, but the thing about it with the injuries is it's either your injury, you're either injured and there's a timetable of your uh, how long you're gonna be out, or you're fake injured and you're probable of coming back at any time. No, because but, he's he's he hasn't like, I mean, you know, first of all, if he was really that bad when it first happened, why would he just now be going for surgery? I mean, there's Colin a lot Kaepernick. of fact. Colin Kaepernick, I'm sorry, but go ahead. Oh, that's a thumb injury, boy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it might be a case where, like, he did need to do some healing before going under the knife. Maybe they needed him to rehab it. But, I mean, it sounds like Sting is very far away from an in-ring return just based on what's what he and his manager have said. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, kind of coming around on the same token – Maybe they're going to clear Daniel Bryan. I know they're working. I know there's no way that they're not going to try to work something, you know. Right? Yeah, there's no way you just, you know, you're just going to have him on the bench like we're not going to clear. They're going to do something. They're going to work something out. Even if they're going to evaluate him every day (laughs) until WrestleMania, until the one day he clears it, you know. But um, you know what's funny? Yeah. Have you guys read that every single person that left WrestleMania 31 with mm-hmm. the belt last year is injured this year? Yeah. Wait, seriously? Yeah. Seth Rollins, John Cena, Nikki Bella, Daniel Bryan, and Cesaro, Tyson. and Tyson Kidd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the WrestleMania curse. Isn't that insane? Mm-hmm. See, it must be a San Fran thing, man. It's a San Fran thing. I'm, I'm convinced. Well, <laughs> it's, Dallas isn't much better if you look at their quarterback. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, I've, but I, I think we all can agree that we have no idea what's going to happen with uh, WrestleMania. But that's I a do great have, thing. That's a I great have, thing. It's not great because <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of money at stock right now. And I was just saying before we started, I said – the one feeling, not that I want to be negative nasty, but the one feeling I don't want to have going is that I don't want to go there and be like, man, NST was way better than WrestleMania. I should have sold my ticket for three times the value. But let me ask this. When was the last time the Royal Rumble meant something where you had no idea who was going to come out as champion? Um, I mean... Probably the it hasn't year, been since the network started. Probably the I mean, year but, Benoit won it would be my my thing. But my thing is too, if you don't know who's going to win it, that's just as probable as who you think is going to win it. Because last year, everybody swore up and down Ronan Reigns is going to win it, and he didn't. Wait, what? So, no. Oh, you mean like the? You mean at Mania? No, at Royal, at the Royal Rumble. Roman Reigns did he win did the win. Royal Rumble last year. Last year. 
Was it? I'm thinking the year before then, right? Where's the one where he got eliminated? Oh, no, 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 no. Last year is when everybody thought, like, it could be Bray Wyatt, it could be Daniel Bryan, it could be... And Rona, and Rona Reigns won it. Yeah. So, I mean... So everybody I, wanted somebody other than Roman to win it. And, oh, he did actually win it, too. Okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, I, was, I just realized how salty I was afterwards. I just didn't really it, care. You blocked it we out is what were. you did. I just edited I just edited my words in that, in that same sentence because I definitely wasn't about to say I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it's <laughs> way worse. Yeah, I, I get your point, though. So, I mean, what? So now you're saying we're more intrigued to see the Royal Rumble now because we have no clue what's going on. Maybe. Exactly. But... And everything in the Royal Rumble sets up exactly what's going to happen in Mania because that gives you, what, six, seven weeks of planning, creative working, and normally that's when wrestling wrestling has its best content on Raw. Like, like look for Vince McMahon, for example. He was on Raw the last three weeks. Then what you say to Raw the last three weeks with him on it, even though it was a one-sided storyline with him and Roman, and made the whole Raw better? Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to hear him say you're fired. I do it. too. Yeah. Um, um, but, um, if, okay, so if Ronan Reigns does not win, does he have a rematch clause? Yeah, and that's going to go to Fastlane, go to Mania. I'm okay oh, with Roman being in the Mania main event, but oh, that's the thing. But, but by Vince is smart. He's in there because, one, he needs to boost those ratings, and like you said, he needs to put that money in Dallas where he's having a lot of people buy those tickets. He's not going to fail. He is so, not going to fail. So let me ask you a question then. So you are, you're more acceptable of the Royal Rumble winner not having a direct ticket to 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 WrestleMania, but to having a title where we don't know where the main event's going to be. Then we yes. just know who's going to have the belt. Yes, I am. I don't know. I, I usually I like the fact knowing who 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 seals the deal to the main event. You know, because then now you got about um, two months of promotions of this person knowing that they're going to be in the main event no matter what. So but now, oh, go ahead, go ahead. So now we only have one person, then the other, and then now we're waiting to see, like, okay, who's the next person? I hope it's not determined at fast lane. But no, but here's the thing, though. Remember, if you win the Royal Rumble, that was your ticket going to Mania. If you have the belt, that means you're already guaranteed going to be in the main event. That, so you're that, fighting for two things at one time. But that's not entirely true either, because in theory... If you win it at the Royal Rumble, you can lose it at Fastlane, and then you can end up not at WrestleMania in the main event. Well, think of somebody like, let's say, Kevin Owens, for example. Do you think he would disqualify himself to make sure he's in the main event at WrestleMania? By any means necessary, I'm keeping this belt into Mania. I wish people thought with more, like, realistic tactics, but uh, unfortunately, no. <laughs> That's never happens. You, you're well, right. Very true. But that, that's the creative thing about it. Oh, Aaron, what you about to say? Well... I mean, it's not like they couldn't make him defend the title before Mania again on Raw. And let's not forget they have a uh, a network special coming up from Toronto, I believe it is, uh, in March called the March to WrestleMania. So it could very well be defended there again, too, for all we know. Right, and that makes it so great. What do you want to do? You want to make sure you're getting the value out of your WWE network. You're not worried about pay-per-view buys. If you have a million-plus subscri- subscribers worldwide or two million or three million, whatever, you're winning right now with your network, and that's what you want to do now, promote and win your network. However, you do need, if you're trying to put 100,000-plus behinds in seats, you need at some point to have some semblance of a poster that you can sell with people's yep. faces on it. Like, I'm not... I agree with you. I love the intrigue. Like we've known since WrestleMania 20, which was in 2004, 
that John Cena was going to be in a big-time match every WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and we don't have that this year for the first time since 2004. That's that's a pretty incredible thing for bad or for worse and different, but you do have you do have to sell tickets on the same regard. It's really me, exciting to see who you're going to build. Aaron. Let me ask this, Aaron. Now, and I'm, I'm speaking to a married guy right now. Okay. You didn't have a poster what your wife would look like on uh, your wedding day, right? No. But you knew she was going to deliver. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but I've watched enough three-hour Raws to know that sometimes the WWE doesn't deliver. (laughs) So, that's what's up. That's what I'm saying. Um, I've got a a jet in a couple minutes. Can I ask you guys kind of a capper question here? Sure. Give me, you don't even necessarily have to tell me how we get there, I guess, although it would be interesting to hear if you could. WrestleMania typically has three to four quote-unquote main events. Mm-hmm. Thinking about the cards that are in play or maybe some cards that we don't, you know, that you want a fantasy book that could legitimately be in play. What are your three to four WrestleMania main events? You could talk about who wins the Rumble to get there if you want to. Two change, you want to go first? Um, no, no clue. I mean, <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have no clue. That's no, what creative's I'm saying not- right now, too. Yeah, I don't even, to be honest, I have no clue, and I'm not going to deviate from that. Well, what would you do if, if you were given the pencil? Um, I definitely make sure that one of my main events has some star-studded behind it. So, I see that if it's not a Hall of Fame type of wrestler or celebrity guest, um, that's definitely penciled in for one of my top three. Um, the belt would definitely be uh, one of my other matches, which um, Ronan Reigns will be somewhere involved in that. Who does he fight? It, it, it really doesn't matter. Um, and then I guess my card between that depends on if we're not doing a, a match with some type of sorority with it, with The Undertaker, then you're looking at the inner, the inner uh, continental belt being defended, which I feel is the most competitive class. Sure. Sure. With WWE, so you can't really go wrong if you got a Kevin Owens versus uh, Dean Ambrose, or you throw Ziggler in there, or Brocha Del Rio. You know, you just whoever, whoever you can have in that, in that, uh, in that, you know, sort of say weight class. Um, you really can't go wrong with it. So I'm, I'm cool with that. Tell us. For me, I got three matches for you, and all have to do with belts. Okay. The first one is kind of obvious to me. I definitely would do Triple H versus Roman Reigns, WrestleMania, put a belt, your main event. I will also do, like you said, two chains, the IC title, which I would use Dean Ambrose versus a heel, Chris Jericho. Based off the Rumble, Chris Jericho will quickly turn heel so you can start that program. Um, and I think Chris Jericho being a heel is much better for that program than Dean being a heel. But here's your third one. I put at the either right before the main event, or at the middle section, like the middle of that second hour, I do the four horsewoman for the WWE Divas title, and I will put your um, Be- or not Becky, though, Becky Lynch, you know, Sasha, you know, all of them, but I'll put Bailey up there as uh, the fourth person to be in that match, all for the title, and that would be her elevation coming from NXT. So you can make sure the women are spotlighted for the hard work they've done this past year. That's kind of fun. Um, can I ask you a follow-up question? Go ahead. Who's The Undertaker working? <laughs> Who's Dang, Brock Lesnar um, working? 
thing. Um, I can see Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt, uh, yeah. but I don't like it. I, I don't like it at all. I think that, I think it makes sense because Brock Lesnar. Um, okay, Braun Strowman has to come off his high horse at some point. Who's going to be the one to do it? Well, it, it took Cena to get um, Rusev off of his. Um, Cena's not here to destroy the Wyatts. So you have to think of the next biggest gun in the WWE. And it has to be Brock Lesnar, who I don't think wins the Rumble, so to say, because maybe the Wyatts um, double, triple, and four-man team him, which costs him at some point, which builds up a good storyline. Even if that's a fast lane, I guess I can deal with that. But, um... You know, I think if I was part of creative, you don't want to lock Brock in just, just, just yet. Because, you know, for the one person that is healthy because they're written on TV, you have to insert him by any means into any storyline at any time. Even if the feud took two weeks of Paul Heyman promoting, it will make sense. I got your Undertaker appointment. You might not like it. I know D-Wayne won't. Seamus. I thought you were going to say Sasha Banks. (laughs) I wish. Uh, Seamus. And that's the way you can spotlight the League of Nations trying to jump the Undertaker, kind of like what the Shield did a couple of years ago after Mania. But that's a way to promote the League of Nations. That works. That works. I'm looking for Brock to be like the big gun that comes in and, you know, destroys uh, stables, you know. So. Can I go now? Yes, please. Vince McMahon versus Brock Lesnar. Oh, gosh. Pencil it in now, please. Um, okay. You need to put a lot of behinds in seats. Yep. So this is why I'm thinking the way I'm thinking. I'm thinking right now, looking at the cards in play, what is the biggest star power match they could possibly do? There's no Sting. We're, we're going to take Sting out of this. There's no Sting taker. It's not happening. Okay. The biggest match you could do with the cards in play, assuming The Rock is wrestling is have The Rock wrestle Brock Lesnar. Agreed. I'm not yep. saying I necessarily want to see that match, but that Agreed. is the biggest match that they could do. When you put it on SportsCenter, it raises eyebrows. No pun intended. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, i love to see some Paul Heyman versus Rock. Oh. Mike work. You know what? Great point. Although you could wonder how much The Rock's going to be around because he's going to be filming... Um, it's stupid too that out of all the movies he could be filming, he's filming a Baywatch movie remake. Like, right. I just don't care. I is, guess is that actually being filmed right now? It's gonna be being filmed during Mania season. I don't know if they've started yet. That's the movie he's gonna be working on. Okay. Okay. So if we if we go with that, then you need to take you take Rock and Brock out of the equation. You look at what you have left. Clearly, Triple H versus Roman Reigns is your next two dominoes, right? Whether it's for the title or not, I'm you know kind of not sure. I'd, I'd rather it not be for the title, but again, it's a nice way to elevate the title at the same time. Okay, So you take those two, you put them off to the side. Now you need to make the Undertaker match. <sighs> this is what I mean when I say there's not a lot of people that it makes sense for Taker to work with. Exactly. Kevin Owens seems to make the most sense. Because you can't do Bray Wyatt and take her again. Uh-huh. So, unless like you really had Bray Wyatt come back with a vengeance and be like, you know what, I'm sick of sick of this. I gotta beat the Undertaker. Then okay, maybe. But but you know what? I think maybe Kevin Owens and the Undertaker that makes sense. Right. 
And then you put those two to the side. Then you see what you have left from there. Like Then you could do your Ambrose and Jericho match. Then you could do whatever you do with the Divas. Um, I really think it would be interesting if they brought Bailey up. I still don't see it. But then again, too, is like how many people are left for Bailey to really work with in NXT right now at the same time? Like, I'd love to see exactly. the Oscar match if they can get that done. Maybe in Dallas, maybe not. We'll see. You do the New Day with whoever you do the New Day with. You know what would be in. <laughs> I make myself chuckle here. What if you did? What if the new day just started going after Taker? I thought about that, but the only person I could see matching up against the Taker like that would be Big E. I don't think Kofi is serious enough. Oh, I'm. I'm. I'm not saying that it's not Big E. I'm just saying through whatever shenanigans you can muster, or even have it be the Brothers of Destruction against the New Day. Yeah, I mean. The New Day comes off as more of a comedic stable. Um, uh-huh. You don't want to put that against something with a more serious tone. I suppose. But it doesn't work for me. It's going to be one-sided. They're so freaking over that, like, you need to do something big with those guys, too. Yeah. And we but, already did the ladder match, so. So I guess, like, if you look at that card as I laid it out or as anyone's laid it out, I'm still not quite amped like I should be for WrestleMania because, like, Roman and Triple H is going to be great. I'm good with that. I've seen Rock and Brock before. I saw it, what, 14 years ago now at SummerSlam, 02? Um, I'm not really excited for anybody else that Taker's going to wrestle. Unless you did, like, Taker Rock, but that just seems kind of wonky, too. Or unless you just pull the plug on Taker, period. But you can't. Uh, yeah, take give him a year off. You can't. Not at not at this juncture. Not with the lack of star power you already have. Why you you can't not have Taker? I'm not saying that like I'm necessarily amped that like I have to see Taker and be happy with everything. But just no, you can't not have Taker. How about Undertaker versus Stardust in the Ascension? No. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. You stop it. You bite your tongue. Oh, boy. And then you kind of look at, like, who they're bringing in. Like, how does an AJ Styles fit into this? Is AJ Styles in one of the main events? I don't see WWE putting him in that kind of position. I see him being in the mid-card for Mania, at least, because, like, you need to put guys that are completely established to sell these this pay-per-view and move tickets you know, it wasn't that uh, long ago that we saw AJ Styles working for a couple hundred people in the impact zone. That wasn't that long ago. Just saying. Yeah, you know, you know, I just think AJ makes a better fit for NXT for his debut to wrestle. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, come WrestleMania and make an appearance, but you know, it's crazy how that story is on the WWE uh, front page. But I just think that automatically going into the main roster to be forced to be put in a feud right away that might not make sense I, I don't think it helps i think i think if he comes in and interferes or you know makes some type of appearance that 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 helps sort of say but not so much to be in a match i think i think, i don't know because you just look at these guys you get the indie field you look at nst you say this is the indie league of the wwe where anything can happen anybody comes out and it doesn't make sense because the crowd's going to be behind it so you know, I just think like you feed them to the dolls, which I'm not saying that they won't be good, but it's just like with how creative it is with the main roster. It's just like 
I hope they don't waste this time about putting them together with something that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess, I guess my whole like my whole point I'm trying to make is like, um, um, Summer Rae, uh, Dolph Ziggler, and um, Tyler Breeze. That, none of that made sense to me. If if it's one thing they should have did, they should have never been near each other. Like that feud just disappeared. Right. And that feud just does not make sense. It's just like, hey, these guys kind of look alike. They kind of wrestle alike. Well, might as well see what happens with them. Now Summer Rae is going to be with one person. Now she's with one other person. Now she's with nobody. And now the whole feud is is gone, blown up. That makes sense to me. So I, I don't know. Well, I'm glad I'm not put with the task of actually booking this stuff because... Yeah. I, I, I'm excited. I don't care what you say. Oh no, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm hey, really I, intrigued. Like the rumble is going to be a must see watch. All yes. I'm saying is I'm glad I don't have to make that deci- those decisions because it's tough. But I will say, Sami Zayn and Finn Balor, one of the two, if not both of them, will have to be on WrestleMania. Yeah, those are your top two guys in NXT right now. Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. It makes sense, right? And if it was for the IC title, it would make even more sense. Like the only thing about it is you can't damage the NXT brand by taking too much of their top talent off. Right. Like I, I you know, Apollo Cruz. If you watch Breaking Ground this week, it kind of seems like they don't necessarily feel that he's ready yet. Nope. Yeah. I want, t- I want, I want Tino Sabatelli to to wake up though. He has the look. I that guy drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Drives me nuts. Um, Shout out to the Buccaneers. Chance, um, chance by, by the way, uh, I wonder if they're going to do a deal to get Goldberg signed or to no. at least make an appearance. No. Honestly, I wouldn't want to see him. I think you just got that rotten taste in your mouth from the Goldberg-Brock Lesnar match. <laughs> I really do. I really do. <laughs> I really, I'm not going to lie. And then watch when you do. You're going to have him come out, and then you're going to put Ryback next to him, and then it's going to stare at each other. Double vision. No, get these two off the screen. See, if, it, if he was working Ryback, I would be into it. Man. Just because. Just for that reason you just said. Um, I do have to go, fellas. Um, we'll kind of have to keep it short and sweet, I guess. But um, we didn't get to our Wrestle Kingdom review, but you haven't watched the main event yet either, Two Chains. You want to push that to next nah. week? I watched it. Oh, you did watch the main event? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I watched it all now. I guess let's do a quick express review of that then, cause, just because we said we would. Um, match of the yeah. night? Oh, yeah. I, I told you, absolutely, I believe that. I really, really like the Shibata and the Ishii match. Um, very, very brutal. Very, like, I feel like it's the most accurate depiction of two people meeting each other out somewhere and wrestling and just the selling but not really selling of the match it just it was it made me cringe it was a it was a spot fest but not like a spot of like something being set up to happen but like realistic spots just happening because of counters and blows like absolutely brutal match but in a sense of what i'm used to watching as far as how wrestling goes the Nakamura AJ Styles uh, match would be my favorite match for sure, um, and that's just not just for um, name wise and star power wise, but um, because of the excitement and um, 
the story, when you think about the big story that this this match, the implications that come from it, not to mention the um, the New Japan taping after this, what came from that, and the WWE rumors, like this match made sense. I don't know how far in advance they knew about what could be going on, but uh, this is this match just made a lot of sense all around. I'd be interested to see how Nakamura, uh, the belt is taken from him, if the WWE stuff comes true. So um, I'll be uh, definitely be tuned in for that. But other than that, like this match was really good with some very exciting uh, spots. And like I said, I'll be ready to see them come over to WWE if it, if it all goes through. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's ironic that those two were the ones that worked together in the match of the night, and they're the ones that got poached by WWE. Right, right, um, right. And like I said, at the end of the match, they kind of like pounded each other and was like, you know, we did our thing and. <laughs> that's it sign like, us off you know see you in Orlando um, brother you're right right and, um, and also the little taunt that they did in the beginning of the match where um you know AJ Styles did the bullet cup thing and uh, Nakamura like took the bullet and ate it and spit it out I oh, thought that was really humorous there's a really too, so. great vine of that on Twitter somewhere and I watched it yeah. on loop for a while um no I'm with you? you that um that Neverweight Championship match with Ishii and Shibata I guess I don't. I still don't really know what to make of it. It's nothing I'd ever want to watch again. But you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't help but just be entertained by it. But at the same time, if I want to see MMA, I'll watch MMA. If I want to see wrestling, I'll watch wrestling. I guess like I watch wrestling knowing it's like a worked match. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. the whole thing's a work, and they're sitting there like entertaining us by legitimately trying to hurt each other. Yeah. I- it's, it was definitely the tough man show showman from both people, and you know, like I said, nonetheless, none of them are hurt as far as you know what we've been reading and hearing now. None of them are hurt, so they worked the match to perfection to actually sell a really brutal match, which you cannot help but to give it up for that because it wasn't sloppy. I didn't see no hard bumps. Um, everything just was executed really good. True, but I guess, like, part of it looks at me like, like, no, no doubt it's entertaining, but part of me looks at it like these guys are really stupid because the point <laughs> the point of the wrestling business, because it's a business, is to draw money. If you're going into the business, you know, attempting to hurt yourself and legitimately hurt your opponent, how is anybody going to make money long-term doing that? I just, that's that was my whole thing, just kind of being weird about it, but... The AJ Styles Nakamura match was tremendous. I I yeah. just thought it was a beautiful match. I really liked how um, they focused on the AJ Styles back injury because that was had been kind of in the news. Right, right. right. I really, really liked that, and I believe he focused on Nakamura's legs, if I'm not mistaken, to try and get mm-hmm. the um, the Bumaye kick. You know, kind of not being as much of an issue, although clearly he mm-hmm. he ate two of them at the end of the match. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> it was cool to see the Ring of Honor guys. It was cool mm-hmm. that the Young Bucks won the uh, the junior tag match. Just, uh, just to talk about that match really quick, like um, the Young Bucks. I know it's your favorite team. They're mm-hmm. uh, they're just super exciting. I can't even like I can't even stress enough. If you haven't ever seen them wrestle, like these guys are super excited. They command the crowd. They command the ring. Um, We're going to get to see them in Dallas because they're exclusive to ROH in New Japan. Right, right. But um, I, 
they literally, I know before I, I, I forgot who my picks was. I think it was probably the Briscoes for the end of the year. But Young Bucks starting the year off really good and um, a pleasure to watch in every time. Which moving on to the next match, the Briscoes match, which is kind of so par. I didn't, I didn't find much excitement in it. Yeah, it just all. it kind of was what it was. Um, right. The main event. Like, I love Okada. Like, I didn't think I'd ever see a better dropkick than Randy Orton's or um, Ricky Steamboat's. His <laughs> dropkick is just a work of art. Yeah, it is, a lot of elevation. It's just truly incredible. Um, but that said, like, we just saw that main event again last year. And, like, uh-huh. Okada kind of seems to be playing a little bit of the heelish role against Tanahashi. And, like, uh-huh. it's just weird that, like... He was the one that hadn't really beaten Tanahashi in the big match yet, but he's the heel coming in with the belt. It's right, just kind of right. a weird vibe. I didn't like it was it was a very well worked match, but like at thirty six minutes because I'm looking at it on Wikipedia here, I was just kind of like meh. Um, just some other quick hits here before we we kind of wrap up. I really mm-hmm. like heel Naito. I think heel Naito is um, with his little stable with Watanabe. Uh, I think is so hilarious. I like Heel Naito a lot, just because of how cheesy of a babyface he was. Mm-hmm. We would be remiss if we didn't uh, stress enough how awesome Kushida with his Back to the Future entrance. Oh my god! That I match with Kenny Omega that. was yes. awesome. Yes. That was WrestleMania like interest wise. I wish um, it would have been longer. Yeah. Oh, not to mention too, I like all of the um, the revamps of everybody's music. I like Jay. Lethal's music way better than his ROH music. Well, they did that because they didn't have the rights to the ROH right, music right, on that broadcast. Right. And, um, and I liked it. I liked it way better. But yeah, the Kushida and Omega, uh, Kino Omega entrances was both right on the Back to the Future and the Terminator. Yeah, and and, and uh, a special shout out to the the Terminator beatboxes <laughs> outside the ring. Oh yeah, the Young Bucks playing buckets <laughs> yeah. or whatever. That was hilarious. Yeah. Um. The uh, the last comment I want to make, just having listened to the English commentary, Kevin Kelly and Matt Stryker did a tremendous job, as yes, they always do. I'm a huge Kevin Kelly fan, by the way, because uh-huh. um, uh-huh. I just got done watching most of um, ROH's December pay-per-view, um, Survival of the Fittest, I think is what uh-huh. it was called. Um, still need to watch the main event, but the rest of the show was great. Um, why in the world, on English commentary, do you have a gentleman who can barely speak English, and they're trying to... <laughs> They're trying to throw to poor Yoshi Tatsu and his broken neck the whole show, and like, and like, it was just awkward. And like, I couldn't tell if they were like making fun of him half the time. I don't know. But, okay, it just seems silly so funny to me. Thing about that, um, they were saying AJ Styles has been deemed as one of the most dangerous wrestlers uh, out in the world. With his finisher being one of, considered one of the most deadliest finishers, period. It's like, what do you think? He's like, uh, well, AJ Styles uh, and Deadly, and it's like, okay. <laughs> or, or they'd be like, they'd tell him, they'd ask him about something that he was supposed to like be upset about, like, oh, can you believe this guy's doing this? And he'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, all right, thanks, Yoshi. It's just like. I don't know. It was just silly, I guess. I miss JR a so, little bit by the same token. JR yeah. calling Nakamura match last year was awesome. So so before before you go real quick, um, did you like 
uh, Wrestle Kingdom 10 as much as you like 9. Oh, 9 um, was better. Yeah. Without man, question. Because nothing on this card was better than that Ibushi Nakamura match from last year, which I put above that Okada and Tanahashi match from last year still. Yeah. I still yeah. think that was the better match. Most people don't. I do. I I, I agree. And uh, who did AJ fight last year? Um, AJ fought Naito last year, I think. Yeah, Naito, yeah. Which I thought was uh, better than the uh, Okada-Tanahashi match from last year as well, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. I it was a great show. Wrestle Kingdom ten was definitely a great show. It was um, well worth. I'm glad I took the time to watch it. But um, when you look back at this show, what it will ultimately be remembered for potentially is the death of the Bullet Club, because yeah. every Bullet Club member, with the exception of the Young Bucks, lost, and many of them lost gold. And not only that, now you're hearing that um. Bad Luck Fale and Tonga from the Bullet Club might also be on the way out, as well as um, Kenny Omega, who may be negotiating for potentially a trainer role down in NXT. Stop playing. That's what I read. Wow. Right? Oh, no, Rocky Romero. Rocky Romero may be the one they're interviewing for that. Never Uh, mind. Kenny Omega, I think, is safe. No, Rocky Romero, who's... No, uh, not Bullet Club. I'm sorry. He's Rapongi Vice, who's one of my favorite tag teams there. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, my okay. bad. I mixed that up. That was my bad. But um, nevertheless, <laughs> the Bullet Club, um, this was like the swan song of the Bullet Club, or the passion of the Bullet Club, rather, um, <laughs> for what it was. <laughs> Seriously. Maybe resurrected in WWE? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, on the third day, they rose again in WWE down in Orlando. <laughs> um, well, well, literally, from the time you probably watched Wrestle Kingdom 10 to the time you heard the news that they signed by WWE, probably was three days. Well, and it was interesting for Two Chains and I watching this because, you know, the news had broken that, you know, all these guys were had given their notice. And it was like, well, now all the match finishes clearly make sense. Right. They knew they were probably going to dissemble the Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. I think Bad Luck Fale would be... As awesome as any of the other guys that we've talked about, by the way. He is a mountain of a man. That's yeah. a guy you could maybe put up against Brock Lesnar. would be uh, somewhat believable. Yeah. Folly's huge. At least he looks huge next to all the people in that company. I guess I would need to see him next to, like, someone in WD that's legit, like a Randy Orton or a John Cena or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do have to go. Um, we will definitely need to revisit the topic of WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble in the next couple episodes because there's a lot more to discuss. And uh, we can't give it all to the fans at once, you know? Absolutely. Can't give it all to the fans at once. So we're going to leave you guys now. We will be back, oh, I'm sure sometime after Raw next week, maybe after NXT next week because I'm interested to see where they go from here with Finn Balor and crew. Um, But let's, uh, let's put it as a to be continued. Yes, sirs? Yes, sir. All right. Well, this is uh, this is Aaron Two Chains, Mr. Silly Sellis, and for D Wayne who had to leave a little bit earlier. Um, signing off. Another episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. BGBGroup.tumblr.com. That's T-U-M-B-L-R. No E in there. Uh, if you want to check out our page, kind of features all of our episodes. You can always follow us for the latest news in our podcasting at BGB Group on Twitter. Uh, Facebook.com slash Big Gold Belt. We'll catch you guys sometime next week. Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy Wild Card Weekend and 
the rest, uh, I guess, the SmackDown debut tonight on USA. Enjoy that as well. So we'll catch you guys next time.